Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. today a little bit. Uh, prayers are still up with him and his family. This is the Crossover Cafe, though. Call in number 929-477-2759 with you for the next 50-plus minutes. Maybe a little less, depending on if the villain has to talk himself to death for the next hour, because nobody wants to hear the villain talk by himself for an hour. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but um, like I said, uh, Sports City Chefs, the Crossover Cafe, talking all things basketball, uh, a little NBA, maybe a little college but mostly NBA because that's what we're focused on right now in the current day of January, uh, December 9th, 2000, 2021. So, listen, uh, you know, a little news coming down from the NBA uh, before we get started. Uh, COVID protocols for uh, Jerry, uh, president, uh, uh, Toronto Raptors president of basketball operations, got COVID, uh, you know, after a gala. So went out to to party and um, you know listen parties are super spreaders so um, you know prayers up for him. Derek Jones Jr. also uh, is the fifth Chicago Bulls player uh, to end, enter the NBA health and safety protocols. Uh, Demar Derozan, Matt Thomas, Kobe White, and Javon uh, Green all are in the protocol uh, least protocols for COVID. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. entering that as well. So you know the outbreak is hitting the Bulls. Bulls are playing some uh, terrific basketball right now uh, in the in the uh, in, in, uh, in the East, uh, 17 and nine right now, uh, at near the top or at the top of the uh, the standings right now in in the East, playing some really good basketball. Number two currently, right behind the Brooklyn Nets, who had a big <laughs> bad loss after a back to back, but a bad loss nevertheless to the to the Rockets last night. Uh, but Brooklyn's still at the top of the East, playing pretty good basketball. Um, so more news uh, coming out of the NBA. Uh, I'll run through it really quickly. Um, you know, Clip, uh, the Clippers fall. George uh, missed the game with the uh, the win against the Celtics with an elbow injury. We'll see how long he's out for. 
of course, the Celtics without Jalen uh, Brown for that game. Uh, he's been out with an injury as well. Uh, you know, the Pelicans uh, also lose their guard, <clears throat> excuse me, Kara uh, Lewis, to a season-ending ACL tear. Uh, unfortunate news for, for him. Uh, they said it's a grade two uh, MCL sprain to go with the ACL tear. Um, you know, it, it's a tough thing to deal with uh, for the young guy. Um, you know, going down, uh, really unfortunate uh, uh, prayers up for him. The Pelicans also, you know, obviously without their star, uh, Zion Wilson, uh, or the person that ate Zion, I'm going to say, uh, already the Pelicans are a lost cause, but um, hopefully they can bounce back with uh, at some point this, this year or next year. Um, so that's the NBA news so far. Um, one thing I did want to talk about uh, while we were talking some NBA, uh, you know, the, the Ma- Dallas Mavericks playing some solid basketball um, when Luka was out. Luka came back, kind of went 50-50 again. Um, the, they got slapped around in their last game by uh, the Nets. They they lost that game, and that and then they actually won their last game against the Grizzlies, but they were coming off losing three straight to the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and the Nets. Um, but, you know, listen, 12-12 and 12 right now out west for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, when when Luka wasn't uh, playing, you know, Porzingis started to elevate his game. When he comes back, it kind of, you know, dribble, dribble, everybody standing around. Uh, but Luka came out t- um, yesterday, the other day, is saying that his conditioning needs to improve. Um, Luca is, uh, you know, heavier than he 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 is normally. Uh, it, even with playing in the All Star, not in the All Star game, the uh, Olympics this past summer, um, you know, he's listed at two tw- two twenty five two thirty. Came into camp at a two sixty clip, so at least thirty pounds overweight, um, and it's clearly affected his conditioning. So. Um, he said, you know, he needs to get in shape. A lot of guys um, use the off season to get on track. But I mean, there was about a three, two to three month window after the Olympics, and it just saw Luca just kind of ball out and do whatever he wanted. So, um, you know, his numbers are down a little bit uh, from his uh, his his numbers last year. Uh, right now, he's averaging about 25 points, a little over eight assists per game, uh, eight rebounds per game. Uh, still pretty gaudy numbers, but we're talking about um, excuse me numbers that saw him averaging uh, close to I think it was uh, 30 points last year. I mean, you know, he was having some some gaudy numbers. Um, you know, in last season, you know, we're talking um, almost thir- almost 30 points, 27 points. Uh, eight rebounds in, 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 it's about the same click, the, the scoring numbers are down, but you could see that his conditioning, especially in the third and fourth quarter was waning a little bit. Um, and the, the, you know, the, the Mavericks were up big in that game and then gave up the lead, uh, to the Nets before, uh, the last game they played against, uh, the Grizzlies. So, um, you know, listen, Lucas got to do better. He, you know, he's one of those guys that people, thinking is the face of the league or will be the face of the league uh, pretty soon once the old guard is gone. Um, him not being in shape and not taking care of his body is just a trend that we're starting to see with him and Zion. 
uh, and some other guys. Uh, you, you're getting a lot of money. He just signed a big contract, got a big extension uh, from the Mavericks. Take some of that money and invest in taking care of your body. You know, LeBron James, for as much grief as I give him, um, is, I, I also know that he's a great player, and he's a great player because of how he takes care of his body. Um, as much as I, you know, dislike the player, uh, you know, I don't have anything against him personally. He's, he's a good guy. As a player, I dislike him. Um, you're going to miss him when he's gone, and the villain's going to miss him when he's gone because there's not a lot of people that take care of themselves and, you know, respect the game like quite like LeBron does. So to see these young kids like Luca and Zion just, you know, snacking on McDonald's double cheeseburgers and, and uh, uh, supersized fry, it feels like it, it's kind of off to me. You got the money, invest in it, take care of your body. So he's going to be using a lot of the season to get himself into game shape and hopefully the Mavs can weather that storm and then get into the playoffs where he can do some damage. So we'll see how that goes. But I got callers coming in queue. I'm going to bring them in. Calling from the 615, I got my main man, Mr. Harvey, calling in. Michael, how are you feeling this evening on the Crossover Cafe? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm always glad that you guys uh, let me in and join you guys. And to your point, man, to do exactly what you were just saying, like people forget, like it, it's one thing to get there. It takes a lot mm. more to stay there, right? And so you look, uh, you know, I've heard many people say that LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body between conditioning and everything else. He, he puts a million dollars a year. Well, look at the money he makes. I mean, it's, it's really, if you look at it, it's less than 5% of his investment on mm-hmm. what's going to continue to make him money. You know what I mean? And so um, it's it's interesting to me because you, you, we, we're in the era of load management and preserving these players and all this kind of stuff. And though I can understand some of that, there, there's also got to be something that continues to put that emphasis on on that conditioning and continuing to maintain to be there. And that's the difference. I mean, in a lot of ways, that's being talented and being a great player. Yeah, I mean, it it really is. I mean, you know, a million dollars is a lot for the normal person, but it's an investment that LeBron makes has paid off because he's in his, what, 17th year. He's going to be 37, 30, yeah, 37 this year. And I think a, well, a, couple, a few months. Yeah. Well, let's compare that, too. Okay, let's say you got a, uh, the average schmo that makes $50,000 a year as a job, mm-hmm. right? So right. now you go get a let's say you go get a gym membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go low end, but let's say you pay what two hundred dollars a month for this gym membership, right? Okay, uh, that's an expensive gym for the villain, but you know, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, me too. But okay, so let so let even if you pay less than that, if you if you add in a little bit of supplements or you add in maybe making sure to pay a little sure. bit extra to make sure you eat right and whatever else. I mean, a couple Absolutely. hundred dollars a month investing in your physical conditioning. I mean, to me, that's the comparison for the average person. If you put a couple hundred dollars a month into your own wellness, that's a comparison of a guy like LeBron James putting a million dollars a year into his body because he's got a lot more plentiful resources to be able to do it. Right. Right, and, and to your point, yeah, it, it's not just the gym membership, right? It's it's the the eating right. That's that's the point. Like, 
it's eat the diet. It's, you know, maybe supplements that, you know, you put in your body, but it's really taking care of yourself. And, and it's just, I think guys like, like Luca that came out and admitted it, at least he came out and admitted it, you know what I mean? And, and, and guys like Zion need to, to reassess themselves. And it's, it's such a, it, it, I hate to use it, the word soft league, but it's, it's such a different dynamic from when, you know, guys, back in, in, in when we were younger playing and it, it it's not that they're soft it's just totally different like how you know maybe it's a commitment thing maybe they you know they just get the money and they think that's it we made it and we're good you know i mean that you don't want to you want to be good you don't want to be great you want you want to be great but you don't want to be a legend you know you want to be a legend but you don't want to be the hulk the goat you know i don't there's levels to it and i don't i feel like they just want to get there and then when they get there they think their journey's over um, you know, and I don't well, want to speak yeah, for anybody. I don't. I can't. I can't say that for sure. But go ahead, Mike. It just takes so much to stay there. I mean, especially because people are going right. to continue to adjust to you. And and I know, like I, we were talking last night, and you know, you know, you guys told me that I had some old school mentalities on certain things. And I mean, so my age shows up a little bit, right? But at the same time, mm-hmm. it, you you still have to. Uh, some of it is also even little things like. I mean, I've even heard LeBron say this, and let me be quite clear. Even as a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. I've never been a huge, I've never been a huge LeBron guy. Like, um, right. I, I, I respect his talents or whatever, and I, I very much was conflicted when LeBron James became a Laker. But I've even heard him come out and say, one of the best things you can do for your body too is make sure you're getting enough sleep. And yeah. so that's another thing, just little things to, to take care of yourself. It doesn't cost you any extra money to go to bed on time, or make sure you no, get it doesn't. Rest. No, and 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 honestly, it does cost more to eat healthy, but it you know it it takes a toll when you're eating like crap. Trust me, I've changed my whole you know perspective on my diet. Um, you know when when I went into the hospital and came out, and you know hundred pounds later, you know I, I'm feeling a lot better. I still have a way to go on my journey, but I'm on that journey and. One of the things that I also know that you're so right about that LeBron notes is that when I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm a mess the next next day. My sugar is up. Um, I, I have trouble focusing just because I'm tired, but my sugar is out of control. I, you know, it, it the, a good night's sleep helps prepare me for the next day, and it's, you know, one of the little things that you can do just to take care of yourself. So, um yeah, I these, hope Luca kind of takes their twenties. These kids in their twenties, they want to party, they want to do all these other things, which is all <laughs> nice and good. Except for you, still got to make sure you rest, man. Listen, I'm in my forties now. I was moving last week, and I was working all day and trying to get moving done at night. I was burning my candle mm-hmm. at both ends. And you know what? This week, I have felt completely run down. Like I, I, right. I have felt more run down than I've felt in several months. And so you, you got to balance it. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm 42. I'm hitting. I'm I'm be 41 next month. Uh, you know, old man feeling you know feeling young, feeling a little younger, but still old. Man. <laughs> you know, still getting there. I just found a gray hair, Michael. I just found a gray hair in my beard. Uh, kids are doing it to me. But well, uh, listen, you gotta, you gotta take too. care of yourself. I don't have it in the head, <laughs> but I got it in the beard. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, these kids are driving me crazy. But you know, just. Luca, you know he's got the he's got the ability 
to be a great talent, but I feel like he's never going to be that kind of – he's not going to get to that LeBron and, and, and Curry level of winning chips and, until he takes that next step and really starts to take care of himself. So uh, it's on him. You know, he's got to do it. So um, I definitely just want to kind of highlight that. It's good to have you on, Mike. I love talking basketball with you, man, going back and forth. So yourself, you're a Laker fan. Um, you know, in Hollywood, uh, the villain is a Knicks fan. And we're both just miserable right now. I don't know who's more miserable, Ugh. you or me. Um, you know, it's it's been a tough sledding so far. Um, I I I can talk Knicks all day. We can talk Lakers. Um, I want to get to Lakers because last week, you know, it, the show hosted by Dave and myself. Dave's a Nets fan, and we, you know, he let me kind of get on my soapbox about the Knicks, and it just hasn't even gotten better. But we didn't really get a chance to talk Lakers, so. Um, a lot of a lot of headlines swirling around there. Charles Barkley coming out and putting the blame on on Anthony Davis. Um, some people are de- coming to Anthony Davis's defense, um, you know, e- but even calling for Frank Vogel, the, the Lakers, and the Knicks. But uh, were were top defensive teams last year. The Lakers, I think, were number one in defensive efficiency. They're ranking, uh, I think, near the bottom at number twenty nine or thirty right now. The Knicks are, I think, twenty six or something like that. Um, you know, so it's a, t- a total contrast from the Lakers last year, um, you know, and, and it's getting to the point where F- Frank Vogel's job could be in jeopardy because they can't figure out how to turn this thing around. So I love to get the Laker Laker Nation perspective on what's going on with the, the Lakers right now, Michael. Um, you know, I, 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 would, I, I like to say the, the floor is yours, bro. Um, you tell You tell me. What's up in Laker Lakerland? It is early. Let's be clear. They're the sixth seed right now. They're one game above five hundred at thirteen and twelve. But this is not the thirteen and twelve that you know we expected. Uh, this is not the Laker team we expected coming into the season. So talk to me, Mike. No, no, it's it's really interesting though because I saw some people really, really like overstate how bad they were going to be early, but then say they were going to go on some huge run. Uh, you know, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Ory said earlier in the year, this team could go five and twenty in their first twenty-five, and then reel off like, <laughs> and then go on a string of winning like twenty-two out of twenty-five or something, and then mm-hmm. you know get hot down the stretch and be really good. Um, I this team just looks disjointed to me, and so the, the the thing to me is, and, and I know we've talked about this as far as finding that balance. Uh, you know, the Westbrook coming to that team was kind of a head-scratcher. Though, listen, I, I saw him in Oklahoma City because I lived there and I went and watched him play, and I followed mm-hmm. his career uh, for a while. You, nobody ever can question the heart of Russell Westbrook and, and his competitive right. nature. But it's it's just a mess, and I don't know if it worked. And the, the deal with Vogel is, man, he's always been a defensive-minded coach. Like, that's sort of been his calling card as a coach, right? And so if this is supposed to be your calling card as a coach is the defensive side of the ball and your team is so uh, grossly underperforming, well, yeah, at some point you're like, okay, maybe this team needs a different voice. Maybe there needs to be uh, – you would think – with all these veterans and all these old heads on this team, that if they don't break down and or they, uh, you know, they don't all lose their AARP cards or whatever needs to happen, like you would think that 
the some of that would police themselves with such a veteran locker room, right? Like that mm-hmm. the coach would not be as critical, you know, to to help keep guys on the, you know. But I I will say this though, from being in athletics, it, it's difficult to try to play, you know, wear both hats, coach and play. Um, mm-hmm. Being a, uh, in a in a club wrestling program when when I had to run it and make all the travel plans and everything else and still compete. And when I wasn't on the mat, I had to go coach guys. Like, uh, that's a lot, <laughs> you know, to put on somebody. So you do need that, that you need, you need that head voice. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure who that is or, or what that is, but it, it's starting to become clear to me that, that Vogel is not that guy. And I think that, I will say this. I think that, that, I think that Jeannie Bush is smart. I think that she, for the most part, knows what she's doing and surrounds herself with the right people. Uh, Mm -hmm. She may be a little slow to pull the trigger, but once she finally makes her decision to do so, like, I think they'll, whatever they do, it'll, it'll, it'll be, you know, they'll, they'll try to, to get things going back in a different direction. Listen, Jeannie Bus is gangster, bro. Uh, people can say what they want to, but listen, she came in and fired her family, right? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> soon her listen, brother. If you're fa- <laughs> yeah, her own brother. Listen, uh, and, and then when they wanted to try to sue her and make it a court battle, she's like, okay, you want to do that? Uh, that's how you want to get down? Let's go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's, not, she's not, listen, Jeannie Bus is gangster. And so I, I don't think, and and when she did it, she came out, press conferences and everything else, and she said, this is not what my father envisioned this franchise to be. And right. so that's when she brought Magic in to kind of help transform it and whatever else. So, um, listen, it's not going to be due to lack of ownership and whatever else that they don't try to make do things to make it right. Like, Jeannie's not going to settle for it mediocrity without trying to do something that being said that being said i i don't know i don't know what the fix is i had real concerns about this roster from Mm -hmm. the start um you know you go get westbrook you got three players making so much money so then you just try to like play Tetris with the rest of the roster pieces to try to, you know what I mean? Like see what you can fit together as a whole piece. And anybody that like knows basketball stepped back and looked at it and was like, wait a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you, (laughs) you know, what are you guys doing here? And, but I will say this to your point about Anthony Davis. Yeah. uh, I'm not defending him anymore. Um, Mm Mm-hmm in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because Anthony Davis was uh, well taken care of by the New Orleans franchise, and he wanted out because yep. he wanted to win. Uh, and, and the interesting piece was they, they made attempts, and listen, you're one boogie injury away from maybe that whole complexion changing as far as what he ended right. up doing, what that future looks like, and whatever else. Because I'm telling you, uh, down the stretch that year before Boogie got hurt, that Pelicans team was a problem, and they were finding a rhythm yeah. too. Like they they were they were going to be hard to handle. But then that happens, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, listen, the Pelicans don't make Boogie a big a contract offer to bring him back, and mm-hmm. Davis got mad. A lot of people were unhappy with it. But like, tell me how much Boogie Cousins has done in the NBA 
since that tragic Shame. injury. Uh, uh, yeah. Nothing. I mean, so, like, I'll wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, that, <laughs> that said, like, and so, like, that being said, I can understand why they didn't bring him back. And so Anthony Davis wanted to get mad or feel betrayed or whatever else because they didn't bring him back. But, like, I'm like, what do you want them to do? Like, spend dead right. money so then you can still say, like, I don't have the pieces around me to win? You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I, I don't understand what the supposed remedy is, uh, you know, to that in his mind. But so then he kind of forces his way out of New Orleans, a team that tried to do everything to kind of keep him there. And he goes to the Lakers to try to win a championship. They did get one. And mm-hmm. good on them. And I don't care what anybody says, man, lockout or not. That counts as a championship, bro. Everybody still had to play. Uh, it still mm-hmm. has to count as a title, right? Um, so you do get it's one. It's a chip. A chip but, is a chip. Yeah, a chip's a chip, right? But you're supposed to be in the prime of your career, Anthony Davis. Like, yes. you're supposed to be, like, realizing who you are. And I haven't seen him taking, take good enough care of his body to stay healthy. Nope. I haven't seen him. I, I wish that Anthony Davis – would put 10% of the resources and energy and effort into continuing to build his core and build his body that his teammate LeBron James does. And I really was hoping that that some of that would rub off on him because, I listen, I'm not buying this whole thing anymore of, okay, he went from 6'3 or 6' foot to 6'9 in one year in high school and shot up and so he was a guard and now he's a center and a guard. No, bro, you're in your late 20s now. Like, you've had plenty of time. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you've had time to now adjust to to your new clothes, so to speak, or your new shirt. Right. And I, I just don't see like, – this isn't a, a very injury-prone guy. I don't see him – I don't see him taking that next step. Anthony Davis is athletic enough. He can do enough with the ball. He's got all the skills – that you want in a player to be great. I just don't know that he has the heart. No, I don't, and, I don't think he be, does. And to be quite honest with you, the heart is, the, it, the heart is, um, first, go, is right there on that list, right above speed. It's the one thing you can't, co- it's something that you can't coach. You can't give it to somebody if they don't have it. Right. And yeah, I, I and, and I, I totally agree. And, and I will tell you that the, that the thing that, that concerns me about that, I understand why they got him, and I understand why LeBron wanted him, and I understand the, the potential. Um, but you know, uh, the, Steve Phillips once from the Mets said uh, a long time ago when they talked about him giving up prospects to go get guys, he said, "Listen." <laughs> he said, "If you hang on to prospects too long, specs will get you mm-hmm. fired." You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, when, uh, I understand why they went and got him, but and, and like I said, it made sense for a year. But now, to me, you're starting to get to the point where you're like, as a fan of this franchise, um, and I'm a I'm a big enough fan of the franchise that I'm even rooting for LeBron to do well, even though it's not my guy, right? But as a fan of the uh, as a fan of the franchise, I have some serious long I have some serious concerns about the possibility 
of Anthony Davis being your next franchise guy. Like, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think, think he that is. I don't well think for the he is. This franchise. I don't, I don't well, think he is. I mean, I, I look at it like this, Mike. Um, LeBron James in 2019 left Cleveland to come to L.A. to get more chips, right? And he yep. thought that Kyrie and more, probably more so Kevin Love weren't going to be the players to get him to that next, those next chips. So he thought going to right. L.A. and teaming with Anthony Davis, who was younger, was going to be the way to get more chips, right? He didn't come here to be Batman. He came here to be be Robin. Robin. He didn't know he he has to expend a lot of energy to be Batman because Anthony Davis doesn't have the heart to be Batman. That's the problem. That's the problem I have with Anthony Davis. He has everything. He has everything else too, Barry. He's got all. He the, has the tools. He's got. Yes. He's got all the tools that he needs, but the tools don't mean a thing without the heart. Yeah, that's uh, the point. And, and, the and thing, it's like, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. But no, it's it's and it kind of goes back. It's it's not a, it's not on the same exact level, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with these other two guys, man. You yeah, can have yeah. the tools. You can have all the tools that you want. Do you have the heart? Do you have the work ethic? Listen, Lucas got the heart in the game, but does he have the work mm-hmm. ethic? Uh, you know, to to get there. And and just, I mean, listen, uh, Anthony Davis spent so much time trying to get out of New Orleans. When in a lot of, there were a lot of seasons that. And listen, I, I'm a Lakers fan, but you know, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a Saints fan too. And I follow the New Orleans franchises because that's where I grew sure. right? And and I can tell you that there are a lot of seasons in New Orleans that if AD had been available more when they needed him on the court, the results would have been different for that franchise. And so I mean, uh, there he were, there spent were times, that 2018 season, half of it on the bench because he wanted out of town. Not because he was hurt, he that he was too hurt that he didn't want to play. But he's he but I'm you, himself. In the 16, 17, 15 seasons, there were there yep. were many a seasons and many a times that Anthony Davis, whether it be because of lack of conditioning, whether it be because of lack of lack of effort, whatever, there were plenty of times along the way though that Anthony Davis did not do the things that he needed to do to stay healthy and stay on the court. This has been a recurring theme for this guy throughout his entire career. Absolutely. I mean, he did not want to be on the field. I mean, on the court. For He played 56 games that season. And and his numbers since that 2018, 2019 season have dipped. He averaged 25 that year. He's averaged, he's averaged, I think as a Laker, about 23 points a game. That's when he was at his high watermark in New Orleans at 28 per year for two years straight going into his peak. This guy is not – he's averaging the most points on the team at 24 points a game, but it's like a meaningless 24 points, not an impactful, you know, not a dominant – He, I mean, you're looking at the – what I think it was the Laker game the other night where LeBron and, and, and uh, Westbrook go off for 30-plus points. 
he has 14 points on like what five shots or something like that in the first half. Didn't shoot a lot. I mean, like, what are you doing? This you 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 are the guy that needs to be the guy. If anybody on the offense needs to lift this team out of the doldrums, it's not LeBron expending all this energy running up and down the court or Westbrook because they're trying to just push the pace and trying to get easy baskets. No, they should be going to they should be going through Anthony Davis, and he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to take over. Like and listen, the prime LeBron's example getting... of the heart. Dad. Yeah. No, you're right. And listen, LeBron's getting older. Like you said, so he comes over to try to be a Robin so he can uh, have a new, like, dog, alpha dog, so he can age a little bit, grace, so he can kind of mm-hmm. age gracefully. It's the whole thing. Listen, uh, <laughs> once the Chris Paul trade got mixed for the Lakers when they didn't get him, and yeah, that, that was – Kobe Bryant was never able to get that other star. So Kobe never aged right. gracefully, and what happened to him? Yeah, one he, of the he, he ran, ran him into the he had to run himself he into ran the ground. himself into the ground, and and it it took that for even Kobe haters to develop more respect for him. Yeah, I, I think it was the worst thing for his career, but it was one of the best things because I think we appreciated him more um, at that point. But to your point, I mean, the the prime example of Hart I'll never forget is when I'm a kid really young, not really understanding what was going on, and then watching highlights years later of Isaiah Thomas damn near breaking his ankle and playing on one leg in the NBA Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's hard. You will never see Anthony Davis pull something like that. No, 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 because he's going to go crying in the locker room. Uh, really quickly, though, just to, just, to show, just to show you our age, because we were talking about getting older earlier, um, breaking breaking news: Ron Harper Jr. hits yep. a half court buzzer beater from Rutgers tonight to knock off number one ranked Duke. Wow! What do you think about Rutgers? I mean, I like Ron Harper Jr. I, I you know, I, I I wish they were in the um the Big East, but I think they're in the Big Ten right now. Um, I they they had a couple losses early. What do you think about Rutgers? I, have you watched them at at, at, at all this year? A little bit. I, I'll be honest with you, man. Between um, between being traumatized by my pro football team, uh, a move, and whatever else. I mean, I, and listen, as you know, I've got I've had plenty of one-liners about that over the last few weeks. Um, but I, no, I, I think Rutgers is an interesting team. Um, I understand why the, I, I think they are a better fit in the Big East, but I understand why the Big Ten took them because they increased mm. their footprint into the New York market. Um, right, right. That's one, one, the first time I went to New York, to visit New York, the first time in my life. Uh, I guess I'm yeah. digressing a little bit, sorry. Uh, but the first time I went <laughs> to New York was uh, for a weekend. I'd never checked out the Big Apple before, and it was uh, 2006, something like that. Mm-hmm. And – so I'm running around the city, and I had a, I had a small radio with me as I'm running around the city uh, just to check out, like, follow college football that day just to kind of keep an eye on the score. You know, there was one team that I found on the radio in the entire New York City, on all the New York City radio stations that day, 
and it was the Rutgers Scarlet mm-hmm. Knights. So I, I can definitely understand why the Big Ten would go grab them. That that's an interesting uh, it's an interesting team to me because I mean, listen, like if you knock off uh, you knock off a Coach K Duke team, especially one that's ranked as high as they are right now. Who knows? Maybe the maybe the ranking is is not accurate, and we'll find out later. Maybe Duke wasn't that good. But anytime you can step mm-hmm. up and win a game like that, you got to stop and take a look at them and, and at least pay a little bit of attention. Right. No, they beat Purdue. Not Duke. Purdue. Purdue. I don't know why, how Purdue, Purdue is number one, but you know, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's early. My Huskies got knocked off yesterday. Uh, they lost to West Virginia down in uh, West Virginia. But um, I hope Rutgers put, put some wins together so I can see Ron Harper in the in the dance. That'd be nice. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, to, to your point, man, I really, it's really frustrating. And I, and I think we expected it. I think we all kind of st- talked about it early on when the season started that the Lakers were going to struggle, um, just to kind of, until they figure out everything that's going on. I think Frank Vogel unfairly and fairly is, is, is the scapegoat right now. I think, yeah, because the defense isn't as good as it was last year, but it's a whole new team. There's only two, three guys that came back from this team last year, right? Like, so what did well, you expect? You, well, you can't, you can't get rid of the whole roster, though, so somebody's got to be the fall guy. Exactly. So, I mean, but you can't – he had a roster that was built the way he needed so they could play defense. This ain't a defensive team no more. So you got to get the offense no. going. But the problem is the defense is so bad – they're trying to manufacture offense by running and getting up and down the floor, playing at a frantic pace. They can't even do that now because the defense is so inefficient. They can't get stops. So it's a, it's a perfect circle. I think, listen, I think LeBron and Westbrook will figure it out, but I feel like it's AD that's got to figure out how does he want to play this? How does he want to be able to win this game? You know what I'm saying? Like if, if LeBron has to expend a lot of energy, to be the top dog, then it's not going to work. And you're looking at the Suns and you're looking at the Warriors as two teams that the Lakers will have no chance of beating right now. And I, I no, the no, Jazz, no. they aren't going anywhere. The Jazz are a damn good team. They would have to face them if the season stopped right now. I know it's like, what, the 25 games into the season. If they had to face them right now, 20, you know, in the first round, I'm taking the Jazz. Yeah, and, and listen, it's, it's funny because I think – Stockton Malone, and then uh, unfairly, like a lot of people uh, saying, you know, there was the whole thing. I forget who the player was that made the comments about Utah last year that was like, it's Utah, come on, nobody really wants to play there uh, kind of thing. Um, But listen, like, this Jazz team has been for these last couple years, and they they were very competitive the year before that, but this Jazz team mm-hmm. has proven with this roster that they are going to be a perennial contender right now in the Western Conference. They, they may right. not be a Western Conference finals team or whatever, but, like, uh, like it, it's time for basketball fans to start showing that they're pretty knowledgeable and let's, start, let's stop uh, – let me see. Let me, let me clean it up. Let's stop defecating on the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're fine. We're fine. We're not on Christian radio anymore. So you can say what you want, but <laughs> but I I I I hear you. Listen, the Jazz, 
I thought they would struggle a little bit. They did, but they still figured it out. They have a lot of talent. I don't. They have a lead dog in Donovan Mitchell. I think they could use another big star down there. Uh, they have a, got, a lot of really good players. Not a, you know, only one really probably all-star caliber player, but they're such a deep team. They make it work. I think if they had gotten to a series with the um, with the Suns or with the Warriors, I wouldn't pick them. But I think they're no. easily they're they're clearly the third best team in 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 the in the West. Um, and, and, the, and that's a team and I, maybe, I don't want to. And maybe the league. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 very possible. I mean, listen, I given um, all the ups and downs you've kind of heard with the, the the Nets and how Harden is having a tough time this year trying to figure it out, what have you. They're still the best team in the East, right? Um, with with uh, Durant, you know who the hell I am. I'm Kevin Durant and, and James Harden, right? Um, you know the the Bulls look really good so far. Uh-huh. I, I noted that they had a couple play. They had about five players uh, on the COVID list, but they're playing really well. I like the defensive energy of the Bulls. I, I think Caruso is one guy the Lakers should have never got rid of. Um, they should have matched that contract. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I just because I think of they his defense. Done that. I think yeah. they should have done that, and I and I also think, I also think instead of going and getting Westbrook, I thought the more logical play for the for the Lakers was to get a guy like Lonzo Ball. Yeah, like I thought. And the, I, I, thought I, I, I think he, it was such a bad taste in their mouth though from when he was there before. But to your point, he's a point guard that can play off. Of, I think he's grown to the point he could play off of LeBron because he can hit threes now. And he's he's still an up and down player. Well, and he played off the and, and that's the thing. He played off the ball a lot in New Orleans when they moved Zion mm-hmm. and played him on ball a little bit more before he decided to eat Zion. And um, and so then you had <laughs> so you could have had Gonzo uh, playing off the ball much more effectively than what Westbrook does. Um, yeah. at times, and then you could have had him come back and play on the ball, and I still think that they're going to figure some of that out, but th- it's still dicey, man. Yeah. And what are tough. we seeing out of it, Milwaukee it, it, right now? I think they're starting to figure it out. I think they're healthier, a little bit healthier now. I think Brooke Lopez, though, has the injury. I think he's still out, but um, eight, 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 eight and two in their last ten games, um, they're number three seed mm-hmm. right now, right behind the Bulls. So, I mean, I, I'm, I think they're going to figure it out. They're still a dangerous team. Um, but, I, listen, I like what I see for the Nets, not only because of Harden and, and, um, and, and, and Durant. I like the kids that they have. I think taking Brooke Lopez – Brooke, I'm sorry, uh, Blake Griffin out of the starting lineup, putting um, Aldridge in, I think the Cam Thomas and those guys are starting to step up a little bit. I think the Nets are starting to figure it out. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you talk, you said it. You like them, and I think I agree. He's gotten a lot better so far. So uh, Kevin Durant out of his mind, twenty-eight points a game. Um, you know, they're just a really good team. And uh, you know, if they ever, I think, I think as the season goes on, I think we're talking late February, March. I think you'll see. I think you'll see Kyrie Irving. And when they get Kyrie Irving and they start to figure it out, he'll be, he will play by the time the playoffs start. I don't care what anybody says. I know he's on his soapbox for COVID and all that stuff. Great. Whatever. He will be there by the time the playoffs start. And this will be a dangerous team. This is going to be a hard out. I, 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 they will get through the East if he comes back. I think they'll have a tough time without him. They will do it with him. Um, 
But I'm like, listen, that, in the it, God. No, no, no. You mentioned the Bulls a second ago, and I just want to go back because yeah. there's a there's something I, there's something I've been singing for several different for several years, and that is I don't care if people say it. I understand that a lot of times coaches have trouble transitioning from one level to the other, but listen, Billy Donovan can coach, right? Like yes. Billy Donovan's a good basketball coach, uh, and as a matter of fact, I still think one of the uh, biggest reasons why he was let go in Oklahoma City was because when they got Chris Paul and he had a he had a true point guard, they won more games than uh than expected and they made the playoffs when the management was hoping, secretly hoping to uh to do a rebuild and, and run the coach off. So mm-hmm. they went ahead and ran the coach off anyway. But but Billy Donovan can coach, he just didn't have the pieces in Chicago last year. And so now you give him uh you give him a couple more pieces like Alonzo Ball, like an Alex Caruso, whatever, and you're starting to see a product of uh of the kind of coach he actually is, just like we've seen before. Billy Donovan is a good basketball coach. He is a good coach, and TP always gives him a hard time, but I think he all, he knows deep down that he is a good coach. He was a great coach at Florida. Um, he did a good job. I I don't know if he was the right fit for that Oklahoma City team when they had Durant in, in, um, in Westbrook. You know, I, I don't think it was his fault. I think he was a good coach there. I just feel like um, – you know, I think uh, I, I would have gone with a different voice, but he couldn't coach. And you know, I you know, as much as I really don't like the Bulls uh, winning uh, over my Knicks, I have to respect the fact that they are a really good team. They play hard. Like I said, Caruso is a great on-ball defender for them to give um, Lonzo a break. Um, I, I really, I you know, Zach Levine is is coming into his own as a really good player in this league. Um, they're, they're, you know, I like what I see from them. I really do. So, um, and even if you know, he wasn't kudos. the right coach for them, even if he wasn't the mm-hmm. right coach for that Oklahoma City Thunder franchise with Westbrook and uh, and Durant, I mean, they they had a three one lead in the conference finals. I mean, they were one yeah. game away from going to the one NBA finals. Away. So, so if that's the wrong coach, it brings me back to the old school R and B song. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> they had the pieces in place. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. there. It was it was it was there for the taking, and you know they 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 just let it slip through their fingers against a really good Golden State team. But that was a, uh, I mean it, it's it's hard to say wrong guy when you're that close to making the finals. Yeah, exactly. I I don't want to say it was like the wrong guy. I just don't know if that. It, him and that and Westbrook and that kind of combination was working, and you know what I mean to that point. So, yeah. Um, but listen, um, the East is interesting. The Heat, you know, I think they're gonna they're starting to kind of piece it together. You, I, I'm impressed, and I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I'm impressed with the Wizards. I'm impressed with the Cavaliers that they're just still figuring out a way to win games. You know what I mean? They're a hard out. They play hard. I, I, I watching them against the Knicks and watching. I think they played the Lakers. And some other team, they play hard, and 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 you know they you, they they do defend, and that that helps. You know what I mean? Um, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers give up one of the fewest amounts of points, 102 a game. Um, you know the Wizards, um, they just you know what I think I think they have the right combination out there. I think underrated. Um, Marshall's Harold and then getting Spencer Dimley and, and company. I, you know, they're a solid team. I think Bradley Beal finally has the right pieces around him. 
um, you know what I'm saying, to 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 pl- to play to his potential. Um, I like them. So, um, it, and it's weird to see like, you know, the Wizards and Cavs would be the one of the six teams in, and then the Sixers, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Celtics, and not, the Knicks aren't even in the picture right now, fighting for that play-in. Um, you know, my Knicks, I mean, it's it's a disgrace. One game under 500 playing terrible basketball right now. Um, I feel like your I, Knicks finished. I feel like your Knicks hit, the, like, for, for the roster, the way it's been put together. I feel like mm-hmm. last year being the number four seed um, was about as high of a ceiling in that Eastern Conference as, as I could see yeah. for that team, to be honest with you. And right. so I, I don't think that they're as bad as they were a couple of years ago. I don't think they're as good as that number four seed. Uh, and I think I said going into the season, I could see them somewhere in that six to ten range before the year's out because I think that's probably about where where they are. Yeah, I mean, I would think like the five to six is probably the high watermark this year. Um, you know, they're not far back, but they need to start getting their, their act together. I, I It's – I'm tired of watching Julius Randle dribble his way out of offense. Um, you know, I'm, R.J. Barrett has to get more consistent. He has to play more consistent basketball for me. Like, he had 32 against um, against the Spurs. And then, you know, last night against the, the Pacers, they laid an absolute egg. It was disgusting to watch. So, um, you know, the Pacers aren't playing good basketball at all. And they got just shellacked. By the, they were down by 30 at one point. Um, you know, they don't – I think the Kemba Walker was a feel-good um, experiment, but an experiment that just isn't working because they – he doesn't defend. And we knew that, but we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Um, and, you know, Tibbs wants defense. And if you don't give him defense, th- this is what happens, man. Um, you're not going to play. You got Alex Burks. Yeah, you're not going to play. Alex Burks playing point guard. That guy can't facilitate an offense. He's a shooting guard, maybe a three. You know, because he could defend, that's what they wanted, right? Um, Fournier is too inconsistent for me. Mitch Robinson looks like he's taking a step back. He needs to be more consistent, especially on the defensive end. Uh, that's why you took him out of the lineup and, and uh, starting lineup and put in Lawrence Lowell. I mean, it's it's so it's such a mess. They just they have they they have talent. They need to get it together, and and they need to do it right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. It's uh, there, there is talent there. There's talent on uh, the, the the problem is is that I think a lot of these teams um, are, have have gotten better, and so there there's talent yeah. across the board, and, and absolutely, um, you know, talent alone isn't going to get it done anymore. You, you gotta right. You you have to get this. You gotta piece this talent together, and they got you know they gotta they gotta play together and and realize some potential. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, talent is just a, a piece of it. It's the first piece of it, uh, but it's peace. I couldn't agree more because I'm looking now at a team, two teams that are out of the playoff picture that should be in right now, right, are the, the New York Knicks and the Portland Trailblazers. And I I, I just – I'm I'm at a loss. The, the Blazers have lost four straight. Um, losing McCollum to a um, you know a lung injury, which when I read it was really scary. Prayers up to him, but um, you know I feel like I feel like the wheels have come off a little bit in in Portland, 
Um, Dame Lillard is loyal. He wants to stay. He he's come out and said that that report of him requesting a fifty-seven million dollar whatever extension is not true, but he does want to stay in Portland. He does want to give um, Chauncey Billups, the new head coach, a chance. But I mean, I think it's in the best interest for both sides to move on. I think he needs to get traded. Would I love him in New York? Absolutely. You don't have the assets to get him. I wouldn't want to take anybody off the Knicks to get him unless you're, t- you're talking draft picks, Emmanuel quickly, OB Toppin, and, ma- and probably uh, R.J. Barrett. You know what I mean? But even if then, if I'm you Portland, know, it takes a lot, though, because you can build around a point guard. And it doesn't yeah. take as much to rebuild a basketball team. So if I'm Portland, it takes a lot. Otherwise, <clears throat> if I don't get the right trade, sorry about that. If I don't get the right trade, then mm-hmm. I'm sitting down with Dame and the coach and the general manager, and I'm saying, okay, Dame, here's the deal. This hasn't worked. We're mm-hmm. going to blow this whole thing up and rebuild around you. And and maybe that's what you have to do. But I don't know maybe how you, you can do that at 31 maybe. years old. And he's not going to attract anybody. Nobody wants to come to Portland. That's the big problem. He should go out in the He's West. I don't. I think, like, as a point guard. I mean, he he facilitates, but he's a shoot first point guard. Sure, right, but and I good, mean, I don't know shooter. if he can attract talent to come to Portland. Not because he can't play, but who wants to go to Portland? You know what I'm saying? Like, who they have to build through the draft. They they're not getting free agents to come there and knocking their doors down. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm looking at, I'm 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 looking at like, uh, he has to go to the East. It's got to be Boston. It's got to be the Sixers, which is my first pick, or the Knicks. Like I, I he can't get. They, there's nowhere else that that they he can. You know, the West is the West, and I just like I said, I don't think the Knicks have enough to get him. I think Boston would have to give up one of their big stars. To get him, maybe a Tatum and, and Lillard combination works, but those are Tatum. Tatum's a guy that needs the ball in his hand. And I don't see how that's going to work there either. But I don't think Jalen Brown's enough to get Lillard though. It might t- it might take Tatum, and then but if you're Boston, you're not doing that. Yeah, you're not doing that, right? So, but I think Lillard going to Boston would be good, right? But honestly, at the end of the day, I'm talking about the Sixers as the best fit for him, even though I want him in New York, the best fit for him is, is, is Philadelphia with putting him together with uh, Joel Embiid. If, if you can keep Simmons fine, but you know, really you got to do the Simmons and Lillard deal for both sides. I think that's the only way it would work. And it, that's that's what's got to happen, but I don't know if Lillard is going to be. If Portland does that deal, Barry. They're lottery bound for the next five years. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But I mean, the, they haven't won with Lillard, so I don't I don't know how you can how you're going to build with them if nobody's coming there. No, maybe you need to. And, and to your point, if you can't get free agents, mm-hmm. right? And and people don't want to come to Portland. Maybe if if what it takes is to get a Ben Simmons, who's not going to elevate your franchise. Let's be quite clear on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we've we've talked about Ben Simmons in this space and other spaces on Sports City Chefs for a while. So 
Uh, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole at all. That's been talked about too much. But, <laughs> no. uh, uh, but, but my point is, is if you trade Lillard for a guy like Ben Simmons or whatever to uh, to facilitate this trade or make it work, uh, maybe it's not necessarily the worst thing for that franchise to be lottery bound for a few, for a few years if they get the picks right. Right. Because I don't. I don't disagree. Agency, I don't disagree. If you can't if you can't build through free agency, then you got to build through the draft. And let's be honest. Um, there's only and there's only a handful of guys that come out of every draft that are. Mm-hmm. Franchise guys or game changers, and there are a couple of jewels that fall later in the draft. That you know, but but most of the guys that are past those that 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 short handful at the top, uh, and not even and still a lot of those guys don't pan out. But but very few right. guys end up being real big time, uh, you know, championship uh, pillar type guys or you know pillars on a championship team type guys. Very few guys that come into the league come in. Uh, any lower than say pick five, six, seven in the, in the league. You know there are some exceptions, like but but not a lot. Right. I mean, you're looking at the number one overall pick this year in Cade Cunningham. That's you know tr- still trying to find his way a little bit and, and having up and down games, averaging about 15 points a game. Right. Um, I think everybody thinks he's going to be a really good talent, but you know you don't know how you're going to hit with that kid. Right. So to your point, yeah, and I, I think the point. Lit- no, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your point. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. I mean, uh, I, I, I was just going to say like, that's, that's why you have to kind of gamble in the draft. Well, and, you know, uh, Sirius isn't with us tonight, uh, but, you know, he his Rockets are finding a way to win some games. And it, it's interesting yeah. because, to me, you just look at the raw athletic ability. I said in this space and in multiple spaces before that I wouldn't have taken Cunningham first. And I know he's really? a logical pick. Uh, but mm-hmm. I love the kid in Houston, man. I love Jalen Green. Green. But I, and yeah, and there are times that even one of the first couple games of the year, he did some like there was a dunk he had, a put back on a different position, a couple things that you watch him, and it's just like, man, uh, that's otherworldly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's remarkable. That's really high ceiling, like special level type stuff. You're not going to get that from Cade Cunningham. That doesn't mean that Cade Cunningham isn't a good player. And I think that mm-hmm. the, the truth mm-hmm. is. Cunningham got drafted <clears throat> because his floor was higher than any other guy. But Jalen Green's ceiling is much higher than Cade Cunningham's. As a matter of fact, I think yeah. uh, you, you, you would have to have a pretty long winding staircase or an elevator that touched more than one floor to reach it if you're Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, I like Jalen Green, and I, I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. I think the sky's the limit for him because I think he's still kind of evolving. And, you know, once he really figures it out, look out, because that kid is scary athletic. And, uh, you know, oof, he's going to be something else. But we're up against it, man. I appreciate you, Mike, calling in. Always good to have a fellow chef on the show. So uh, thank you so much. Give us a close as we get out of here on the Crossover Cafe. Man, it's always good. Break out the seasonings. Uh, grab whatever we need to be, you know, flipping things on the grill and, and serve it up, man. It's always a pleasure to uh, to share space with you guys. I, 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 uh, I am always happy and grateful for a spot in the kitchen, man. Please always know that. 
Uh, shout out to uh, the Barbershop on Clubhouse reaching 3,000 members weekend uh, thing in Vegas. I won't be there this time, but uh, a few people will be out there. I know TP is supposed to be out there. We'll see other things going on. Yeah. Uh, Sirius is supposed to be out there. Uh, groove, a lot of people from <clears throat> the barbershop. We're also talking about having a big barbershop thing sometime in the spring, maybe even in New Orleans. So uh, keep your ears mm-hmm. peeled out on that. Listen, still lots of good barbershop merchandise, T-shirts. Even though it's cold, you still need a good workout T-shirt. Barry, have you gotten one of those barbershop clubhouse T-shirts yet, by the way? No, I mean, I got to get one. Y'all got to uh, up the bill no, up, man. I'm repping yeah, my Sports no, City I'm, right now. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> hey, so, listen, I'm going to make sure you get uh, I'm gonna make sure you get a clubhouse, uh, a barbershop one, because it's a really nice shirt. I want you to have it, man. Take care. I'm going to make sure that I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to reach out to you and make sure that I'm touching base and uh, repping the Sports City chef stuff uh, on a regular basis, too. So, we, we just need to make sure to hook each other up on that and so we can uh, – Deepen, uh, deepen each other's wardrobe a little bit when it comes to uh, representing exactly. uh, what, you know, what we stand for, man. So we'll we'll definitely do that. We got the merchandise uh, <clears throat> on uh, with with barbershop. We also got merchandise on Sports City Chefs website, man. Much love to TP Dave, who's usually here. Barry, you as well. Uh, on Sunday mornings, we got the brunch with me and TP and Easy E out west, man. Uh, always have a good time with him, uh, James as well, man. Just want to make sure to give a shout out to all the different chefs. Uh, that chop it up with us on a regular basis, man. <clears throat> and um, I, I'll tell you real quick, man, just, just since he's not here, man, uh, since I've lived several different places, I'll tell you real quick, I'm representing the 504 and the 615, and now I live up in the 515, <laughs> man. So uh, just as a little shout-out and a tip of the hat, man. Uh, but once again, man, as they always say down in Louisiana, man, lazy, lay bon and we'll be chopping it up later. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Mike. But yeah, absolutely, man. I I, I can't wait to get some uh, some barbershop gear. Um, like I said, I'm wearing my my Sports City Chefs gear right now, uh, repping it hard. My wife uh, makes those shirts, so she loves it. Uh, but listen, get to the website sportscitychefs.com. The, the blogs, the interview, the web, the the podcast. Um, you know, finger foods are loaded up. I'm serious, uh, watching the Sealers get their butts kicked right now. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of big stuff on there, on YouTube channel. Um, you know, we, <laughs> I got to throw it in, right? But uh, listen, we got a lot of uh, content going up there. Uh, get the get the merchandise on the website. Um, make sure you support the barbershop on, on their platform as well. Uh, they do a great job over there. And as, as always, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know. And if they don't know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs. I don't know. Sports City, Sports City, Uh-huh.